Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dame Baptiste Questions Everything and this extra weekly episode, which we are calling DBQs. On DBQs, myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dame Baptiste, and my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzer. Hello. Are going to be delving into some of the things that are happening in this week's news. That's right, Dane. It's time to question one of the big week's stories, and um, this week's story is the coronation. Yay! Yay! Prince, now King Charles the Third. Yeah, where? How, how you? How you? How you getting on with that? All right. Well, first of all, I'm not going to be here for the coronation that happens this week. Have you deliberately um, left? Or um, it wasn't deliberate, but I guess by some form of happenstance, I uh, will not be present as I will be in transit on the way to begin my tour of the west coast of Australia, beginning in Perth. A little plug there for anyone that is based in Australia mm. or has family or friends in Australia. Let them know. Because, you know, I would love for you to kick up some money for me not doing anything as well. Just like the royal family. Um, We should give you an insight as to how I feel about this coronation. You aren't going to have to sit through. You aren't going to have to sit through all the the bollocks. I'm not planning to. I I remember I was coming back from uh, the West Indies. I went on holiday and I remember I was coming back and I actually flew back on the day of the Queen's funeral. And normally the airline which I took normally charges for Wi-Fi but had given all the passengers free Wi-Fi so they could see the entirety of the coverage. Right, right. Um, and is that what you watched on the way back? No, no. I watched uh, Avengers Endgame because it's a good way of killing three hours yeah. for me. So it kind of like takes a nice chunk out of the flight for me. So I always tend to watch a little bit of Avengers. Sometimes I watch one yeah. of the uh, original Lord of the Rings trilogy because I know once I've gotten through that, yeah. that's at least three hours of my flight yeah, that's been yeah. kind of cut down. Um, so I recommend that to anybody. Find a film you really like that's really, really long. And that will take shave off some of the hours, uh, the flight time of your trip. Um, but I say that, uh, really, as far as the coronation, I'm not interested, Howard. I uh, I feel like it's uh, very tone deaf. Mm. Even if we're not talking about the royal family as individuals, but even the whole institution of the crown and the monarchy as a large scale, whether it's an institution or a uh, machine or an industry, I think it's very tone deaf. Um, especially following the amount of outlay that we would have had for the Queen's funeral um, to now have this whole procession and pageantry, which I believe is going to cost uh, a quarter of a billion. Yeah. Uh, having that happen at a time where you have um, nurses, doctors, rail workers, all of the people who are supposed to be subjects of this same kingdom and directly uh, work towards supporting this institution are having to make these difficult choices between heating their homes and having access to food um, and seeing the diminution of healthcare. I think this couldn't come at a worse time. Um, and that's not even talking about the food banks. Yeah. That's not even adding in the fucking food banks. 
Yeah, I hate, I hate even... They may as well be taking the fucking piss. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely doing that as well because I think a lot of people will also uh, be very incensed by the idea that not only did the uh, royal family's institution pay 12 million to uh, the accuser of Prince Andrew, but uh, also he has been had his titles uh, returned to him, mm. um, which I imagine uh, is definitely attracting the ire of these subjects as well. But I just I feel like this is a, another attempt by uh, old and archaic institutions to still maintain power and the status quo. I think it's very clear that most people are aware that the relevance of the royal family is waning within the public eye. I think especially where there's been such a commodification of influencer and celebrity. And by that same proliferation, it's led to a lot of, uh, I guess the trivializing of the statement of being an influencer. And I think in, by all definitions, the royal family are exactly the same as any influencer uh, because no one can really tell me in a genuine way what their active contributions are to society economically mm. or socially or ideologically. And uh, I think this is uh, an ongoing campaign of distraction through nostalgia um, to, yeah, keep people's, keep, I guess, older generations' minds away from the impending economic uh, and social hardships that are continuing to develop through austerity. Um, and I think, you know, it's strange that somebody who is so outspoken about ecological concerns like the incumbent king is, that um, he's happy with this, uh, this money and these resources being spent just to uh, tell us something that we already kind of knew. Mm. So for me, I don't really get it. Like we know you're the king, like your name is actually your face is going to be on the money at some point it already is on the money they're putting your posters up why do we need to have this whole thing of a coronation like can't you do it quietly at like a registry office mm. and then like maybe throw a party afterwards yeah it's a, it, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing because what you also find is that the coronation will also provide a revenue stream for some people like some people have been invited to uh, do coverage there some people are performing at the ceremony and stuff as well and I imagine that it's very lucrative for them yeah. and while I might condemn these actions uh, ideologically, it's very hard to criticize people when you know that uh, it's probably very lucrative and these are the opportunities by which they are able to feed their families as well. Mm. So it, it, even it's, I think it's something that is not a necessity, which unfortunately is creating necessity for some people in order for them to, uh, yeah, cover their costs. But I, for me personally, I always have the same view of the monarchy, especially when I'm uh, having this discourse with monarchists and royalists and traditionalists. If you want to keep them because you say it's good for tourism, then fine. But why do we have to pay for it? Because I feel like we're at a point now where the uh, legacy wealth and the accumulated wealth of the royal family will keep them sustained for so long that they, I can't imagine for a number of generations they will live to spend the money they've been able to accrue, whether it's through imperialism, whether it's through uh, inheritance, etc. Like, you know, if we cut you off now from a tax perspective, mm. uh, you're going to be fine. Yeah, you're going to be probably be okay. All right. I think a couple of interviews will probably cover a couple of years. Yeah, they? but I just think I just think that you know, to be quite honest, Howard, to hear uh, Charles tell Camilla that he wants to be her tampon as he did in the crown while he was married. Mm. This ain't the move. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like that. It's very difficult. I think it's going to be very difficult in this post era of, you know, social media transparency and social media journalism and, you know, 
true discursive democracy to still create this whole idea of like a monarchy and this whole elitism because we all know that you told somebody you want to be their tampon yeah. and you know i saw in a recent video like prince charles was walking with his hands behind his back because people say he's got sausage fingers mm. and you know i remember there was a whole thing about big ears before and don't get me wrong i, th I don't think that's necessarily that's not particularly nice but I kind of worry what kind of complex that would create in somebody mm. in the same way that we said that uh, Donald Trump had small hands. And this was another person that came from an elite section of society that was put in a position of power that was not needed nor necessary. And when they were also exposed to the voice of the people and told as emperors they weren't wearing any clothes, that culminated in this guy basically inciting a, uh, a, uh, a coup. Yeah. So I'm very concerned as to what uh, will follow this coronation and this um dubious attempt to have british society regress back to the supposed traditional values when we are at a time now where new thinking and new directions are needed more than ever so yeah i'm not necessarily i'm not no not necessarily i'm definitely not here i'm literally not here for the coronation <laughs> and i'm also not not uh ideologically here for a coronation either i mean you want to have a party have a party just pay for it your fucking self that's what i'd say and that's this week's DBQ.